I will read the text, pray, and then we will begin to understand God's word. Philippians chapter 3, starting at verse 12. Not that I have already obtained this, or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us who are mature think this way, and if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. <clears throat> Only let us hold true to what we have attained. Father in heaven, thank you for this morning, for this sweet congregation. We pray that your word would do a good work in their lives. Uh, we pray that you would bless the time of your word, that the Holy Spirit would convict encourage and strengthen your people. And for those who are not Christians, we pray that you would save them today, that you would humble them, and that they would confess their sins and trust in Christ. We give you thanks, Father, in Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> Have you ever met someone who was tenacious about something, slightly obsessed with something or somebody. What have you noticed about them? Are they driven, goal-oriented? They're just not satisfied with where they are? They discipline their body? What usually comes to mind when we think of these kind of people or athletes? Athletes spend their time practicing their craft. Athletes spend time analyzing their opponent, and they also spend countless hours watching somebody that they emulate and that they aspire to be. They put aside temporary pleasures and desires to reach what they think is an ultimate goal. They buffet their body to win something. It could be a trophy, a crown, a reef, a ring, a certificate, some money, something worthwhile. But what is the ultimate reason they do this? What's the big payoff? What is the purpose for putting so much straining effort into something? Well, if they're not thinking biblically, what they think is that the thing that they pursue is going to satisfy them. The thing that they pursue is going to make them happy. Well, the Apostle Paul was no athlete, but we see in Paul a man who was captivated by Jesus Christ. And like an athlete, he would pursue Christ with all of his might. This is Paul's testimony to the Philippian church. And he, what he's trying to show us is that when Christ takes hold of you, with that same grip, we take hold of Christ. 
This is the testimony of Paul, but it's, it's also our testimony. It is the testimony of every Christian. We pursue Christ. We press on toward more of Christ. So what does Paul teach us? What is Paul teaching us about the pursuit of Christ? What he's going to show us is three truths about the pursuit of Christ. Three truths about the pursuit of Christ. And the first one is that the pursuit of Christ has intentionality. It's in verse 12. Not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. The pursuit of Christ has intentionality because it causes us to reflect on the fact that we are not there yet. We haven't obtained Christ yet. And when he says the this and the it, what he's referring to is in the prior context. Up until this point, Paul has told the Philippian church to look out for those Jews, those self-righteous Jews who have not put their full trust and confidence in Christ. Paul would go on to say, if those guys think they're perfect or made right with God, I'm better than them. I could boast in the sight of man. In the sight of man, I'm more righteous than them. Paul would go on to say, I was circumcised on the eighth day. I'm from Israel. I'm from the tribe of Benjamin. I'm a Hebrew of Hebrews. I'm a Pharisee of the law. As for zeal, I persecuted the church. According to the law, I'm blameless. But when Paul met Jesus Christ, Jesus exposed Paul as guilty, a sinner, not righteous. And Paul, once he met Jesus Christ, all that Paul held on, all that Paul held on to so dearly that he thought made him righteous, he said it was all worthless. He said it was trash. I put no confidence in myself anymore. He says, I want to be found in him, Christ, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith. That's verses 1 through 9. And then verse 10 is where we have the, the this and the it Paul is referring to in verse 12. Verse 10 says, <clears throat> not, verse 10 says, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Paul hasn't obtained this yet. He's not perfect yet but he's pressing on to Christ. The pursuit of Christ is, is intentional. He makes, a he makes a conscience choice on what is most important to him. Paul could have said, I've seen Christ. I know Christ. I've had revelations from Christ. I've been up to the third heaven. 
But Paul says, I haven't had enough of Christ yet. And up to this point in Paul's life, he's been in Christ for about 30 years. So he says, I'm not there yet. There's so much more of Christ to be had. So much more of Christ to be had. He wants to know the wonders of Christ, the beauties of Christ, the mercies of Christ, the graces of Christ. Paul was not yet perfect. He was made righteous by the blood of Christ, but the flesh was still a reality. He was no longer a slave to sin, but, but sin still could entangle him. He had a new father who loved him, but he knows that his old father still desired to have him. He had the mind of Christ, but he does not always think like Christ. Paul was unfinished, a work still in progress. Paul had desires that were not yet realities. Paul was laid hold of by Christ, and in turn, he wanted to lay hold of Christ. On the road to Damascus, as Paul had papers in hand to apprehend Christians, Christ knocked Paul off his high horse and humbled Paul. Paul desired vengeance against the people of the way, but the Lord desired to give Paul mercy. Paul had a passion against the church, but God would orient or reorient his passion toward Christ. Paul, with zeal, was opposed to Christ. Now, with zeal, Paul loved Christ. Do you know this zeal? Do you know this zeal, Christian? Does this passion sound familiar to you? Do you remember when Christ took hold of you? Or if you don't remember the day, can you still attest to the same passion that Paul has? Are you intentional like Paul? Is your pursuit of Christ intentional? Because Christ does not save us to be lethargic, to be cold and complacent, to coast. No, when Christ saves, he creates a new people who press on or presses on to know more of him. The pursuit of Christ has intentionality. Intentional to reflect on the fact that I have not obtained Christ yet and intentional to just press on to Christ. The second truth of the pursuit of Christ is that it has intensity. The pursuit of Christ has intensity. That's in verses 13 to 14. Paul says, Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. We must not misunderstand Paul, though. 
Though Paul was intentional, and as we will see, he's intense about pursuing Christ, he has not arrived yet. And he said that in the, in, the, in the previous verse, in verse 12. And this is very instructive because sometimes we see Christians and we view them wrongly. We see Christians who are pursuing Christ and we think that they are holier than thou. They look like they have arrived. They look like they are pursuing Christ more than the rest of us. That may be true. But we should not look at other Christians like that because they have not arrived yet. Paul is not trying to make a claim that he's arrived. Paul would say, I, have, I still have so much work to do in my personal holiness, in my knowledge of Christ, in my conformity to Christ. So he presses on toward the goal. And the word press on, it's a very strong and vivid word. It's the Greek word dioko. And in the New Testament, it's predominantly used to deal with persecution, whether it's being persecution, being persecuted, or you're doing the persecution. So this is a rare instance in the Bible where it's used or translated as press on. And here's a helpful definition of this word, dioko, or press on. It is to move rapidly and decisively toward an objective, to hasten, to run, to press on. It is like Paul is saying, I have to catch up to Christ. Christ is so far ahead of me. He wants to catch Christ, not to beat Christ, but to meet Christ, I have to press on towards Christ. With intensity, Paul presses on towards the goal and the prize. And with intensity, Paul forgets the past and he reaches forward to what lies ahead. Forgetting what lies behind. Paul could not focus on the past anymore. He knows that his life prior to Christ was shameful, was shameful. He can't focus on that anymore. Prior to Christ, he lived a life that was displeasing to God, unhonorable. And he couldn't even focus on his past failures while he has been in Christ. He would need to repent of those, but he can't focus on those anymore. And he also, he could not focus on the victories that he has had in Christ. He couldn't focus on the victories. Because if he focused on the victories, it would make him tall and prideful instead of on his needs and humble. It would make him, focusing on the victories would make him independent instead of dependent. He couldn't focus, and he also, he couldn't focus on the trials he has had while in Christ. Anyone in here needs to just forget the past? Do you need to just forget the past? You're still stuck in the past, stuck on your past hurts, past sins, 
how you have stumbled, anyone hurt you, what you need to do is just put your eyes on Christ. The mockery of your faith, the isolation you have received from your friends and family, the outcast feeling, time wasted while you have been a Christian, the foolish life you lived before Christ, forget it. Forget it all. Paul says he is forgetting what lies behind. And what you must do is you must reach for the future. That's what the verse says. Reaching forward to what lies ahead. What lies ahead for Paul is the, the goal, the prize. And the prize is Christ. Christ is the prize. Christ is Paul's Christ is Paul's goal. Christ in his glory. And the goal is, is the call that was placed on his life. Paul had an upward call that started from God, the Father, and was initiated by God the Son, Jesus Christ. What was Paul called for? He was called to be a light to the Gentiles. To be holy because God is holy. Paul was called to share in the sufferings of Christ. To be conformed more and more into the image of Christ. Paul was called to be a testimony to the perfect patience of Jesus Christ. That's what 1 Timothy 1 says. 1 Timothy 1.15 the saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the foremost. Verse 16. But I received mercy for this reason that in me as the foremost Jesus Christ might display his perfect patience as an example to those who were to believe in him for eternal life. The call of Paul. Do you know that this is your calling as well? You have the same calling, Christian. We have all been called as Christians to press on with intensity, forgetting what lies behind and pressing on to what lies ahead. Do you press on with intensity? Do you forget the past? Do you look forward to the future? God has called you from a life of sin to a life of devotion, devotion to Christ. The pursuit of Christ has intentionality. The pursuit of Christ has intensity. And the pursuit of Christ it has an invitation. <clears throat> Verses 15 to 16. Let those of us who are mature think this way. And if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. 
Paul has provided his testimony of what it is like to pursue Christ, but he does not leave it there. He does not say, look at me, I'm Paul and I pursue Christ. No, he invites us on the same pursuit. Let those of us who are mature think this way. And Paul invites certain people. He invites three, three kinds of people. The mature Christian, the immature Christian, and he collectively calls all of them. But we're going to look at the first one. The mature Christian. He calls them mature. mature. Or you might see the word in your translation, perfect. What he means is that all the saints who are spiritually mature in this specific area, mature on the fact that I need to press on, the, on to Christ. I'm serious about my pursuit of Christ. Those spiritually mature Christians, I'm talking to you. Saints who have seen what is most valuable, Christ, and they have chosen to make decisions that enable them to know more of Christ. And make no mistake about it, all Christians love Christ. All Christians want to know more of Christ. All Christians aspire to be made like Christ. There is, though, Christians who are more mature in this area. And that's who Paul is talking to first. And if you are the spiritually mature Don't forget who gave you that desire. Did that desire come from you? Did your eager pursuit of Christ reside in you? No, it came from God. God gave you that desire. God helps us to desire his son, to long for his son. If you are mature, perfect, and have the same attitude as Paul. Press on so that you may lay hold of that for which you were laid hold of. Think like this. Take such a view as I have. Be of the same mind. Embrace my view. We are invited to pursue Christ. And the next group that he addresses is the immature Christian. He says, and if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. The invitation has a mixture of hope and exhortation. Hope and exhortation for the spiritually immature. It's hopeful because just as God called the spiritually mature to pursue his son more, so he will also do for you. And the invitation exhorts because you might say, as Paul said in verse 9, I want to be found in Christ, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but faith in Christ. You might agree with those statements, Christian. But you should not think that because Christ has saved me, there's no work to do. In my sanctification, I don't have to exert myself. Perish the thought, Christian. 
the spiritually immature, you must exert yourself all the more while you're in Christ to know more of Him and to be made more like Him. Salvation, Christ does all the work. You're passive. God is active. And sanctification, it is a collaborative work between the Holy Spirit and you, Christian. The whole of life, the whole of the Christian life is about Christ. It's about Christ. Do we not already know that? Paul said in Philippians 1, For to me, to live as Christ is gain. For me, to live is Christ, but to die is gain. Acts 17, 28. In him we live, move, and have our being. Colossians 2, 3. In Christ are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Hebrews 1. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. Colossians 1.15, referring to Christ. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. Verse 16, for by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, were the thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. John 1.14 And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory. Glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. All of the Christian life is about Christ. God, the Father, He will reveal to you your need to know more of His Son. And so this, this is helpful because no Christian needs to excessively pound the other Christian, that you need to grow up, you need to mature. No, God will, God will do the revealing. The Christian is not able to give desires in the heart of another Christian. That's God's job. Now, what the Christian does for another brother or sister is that we preach, we teach, we exhort, we encourage, and we live it out. But God gives the desires. God does the growing. God will reveal that also to you. And the last group that Paul addresses is all Christians. All Christians in Philippi, whether you are mature, immature, and even, you know, he even includes himself. Verse 16, only let us hold true to what we have attained. All Christians. It's collective, but it's also personal. It's personal because he says, only let us hold true to what we have attained. What the Lord has shown us up into this portion of our Christian life, let us live up to it. Let us live up to what Christ has shown us. 
Let us live up to the light we have been exposed to. Paul has just told his testimony of his pursuit of Christ. And he's, he has said he's not mature in this area. And he wants all the Christian church to know that regardless of where you are in your spiritual walk, live in light of it. Until you have, until you have fuller light from God about pursuing his son, Live in accordance with your spiritual maturity. I like this helpful quote that commentator Max Anders wrote. He says, as followers of Christ, we are responsible to live out or put into practice what we have learned. We are not perfect, but that is no excuse not to turn and run the race and seek the prize. Wherever you are in your spiritual maturity, grow in the knowledge and grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is helpful to prevent friction in the body. Because some may chase Christ with so much conviction and effort and straining, and then some Christians may look like they're not straining the same. But may we not jump the gun on another brother's walk in Christ. We all pursue Christ. Some of us are just a little bit more ahead than the other Christian. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. Paul has addressed the Philippian church with his desire that they pursue Christ with intentionality with intensity and he gives them an invitation to pursue Christ and the appeal it comes down to us as well if you want to pursue Christ more it's going to take great effort much attention lots of dependence on the Holy Spirit If we want the same intentionality as Paul, the same intensity as Paul, we must accept his invitation. We need to press on and pursue more of Christ. Paul, he addressed three groups of people, but I want to address a fourth group of people. Those who might not be in the race those who just come and spectate at times. Do you desire Christ? Is Christ is your desire? Is Christ your desire? Do you strive with all of your might to just enjoy life, to squeeze every ounce of life out of your temporary life? If the idea of pursuing Christ and knowing more of Christ, if, if that is foreign to you, that means you're not a Christian. You're not in the race. You've got to get in the race. What you need, you don't need more of Christ because you don't have Christ. What you need is you need the forgiveness of your sins. You need to see yourself as God sees you, a sinner, poor, guilty. What you need to do is call out to the Lord Jesus 
for the forgiveness of your sins. And He will forgive you. He will forgive you. He will rescue you from His wrath. He will make you His own. And He will reorient your life from sin and hell to Christ in heaven. He will put you in a race on the starting line towards knowing more of Christ and becoming more of like Christ. If you're not in a race, that is what I exhort you to do, to call out to the Lord Jesus. Let us pray. Father in heaven, we give thanks to you for your Son, Jesus Christ, who came into the world to save sinners. And once we are saved, we have a new life that desires Christ and loves Christ. May you help us pursue his Son more, your Son more. May you help us, God, because we have lots of distractions. Help us in our attention to Christ. Set our focus on the things to come. Father, for those who are not in Christ, may they look to you today for the forgiveness of sins. In Jesus' name, amen.